0: once again, back once again, back once again, back once again, back once again. With the beat, with the- I'm Scott. Welcome to the Wisdom in All Things podcast, where we look at, well, wisdom in all things, mind, body, and soul. Wisdom in All Things special series continues. We've been talking about Benjamin Franklin's 13 virtues, and today talking about industry. Benjamin says, lose no time. Be always employed in something useful. Cut off all unnecessary actions. Again, great advice. And I want us to keep this in mind as we explore this a little bit further. He's not talking about just productive, but necessary activity. Industry. You don't really hear that word used the way that Franklin used it or described it anymore. Maybe we should reinstate it. It is so much better than saying productive. He packs so much into it. More than the characteristic of just working hard, it is a a laboring for some useful purpose or the creation of something valuable, as the dictionary defines it. First, consider that there's no room for waste in being industrious. No minute is left unscrutinized or accounted for. If you're going to spend any time, spend it constructively. Time is not lost or wasted as long as we're moving forward on what is worthwhile. Mind you, he's not recommending or even suggesting that we fill every moment. That's just being busy. The pruning and honing and shaping of our time is specific, surgical, life-giving, not exhausting, but exhilarating as it is to be purposeful for creating value. Even relaxation and leisure are on the table. So this level of, of scrutiny requires a plan, right? Make the most of your time doesn't mean do the most, but that we get the most out of it. Industry is not so much about time management as it is about value management. Necessary or not? That's the question. Industry requires that we be vigilant as with a machete, whacking away at anything that resembles the unnecessary. So how do we execute on that? How do we get the most out of our time? Not do the most with our time, but get the most out of our time. Getting the most out of our time can sound like a, a lot like the, the current rhetoric around productivity. But again, thanks to Benjamin, we're focusing on finding that which is most valuable and prioritizing that. We get the most out of our time when we do what is most important. There you go. So what should we be doing? What is of value to others? How can we bring out the value that others offer? At this point, I'm assuming that you are able to put the right things on the list. What you need to focus on may be self evident, or perhaps you've spent some time deliberating on what is most valuable to you and those that are most important to you. So, how do you get the most out of committing our time to what we've identified as most important? Well, first, it's about asking the fundamental questions. Carthage Buckley, in his article, How to Decide What We Should Be Doing, highlighted two questions that I think should be a part of our making the determination. First, First, it is a question of energy. What kind of energy do you have for what you've decided to do? And what amount of energy will be required for you, or of you, to accomplish it? Our energy levels ebb and flow throughout the day, and it's obvious that when your energy is low, the task at hand becomes harder. But will always most likely take longer. On the other side of that is wasting good energy. Alternatively, he says... If you have an abundance of energy but choose a task which requires very little energy, you're wasting time and energy, which should be devoted to a more demanding task. We want to match our level of energy to the appropriate task, which will also help us decide on the right time to accomplish it. The second question I want us to consider has to do with payoff. Again, we want to refrain from only considering what's in it for me. And in fact, there may be times that it is most appropriately removed as an option. So we'll need to first define or understand what we mean by payoff. But this question does help us put in perspective the impact of our effort. Carthage says that determining importance is easier than you think. You simply need to determine Which of the remaining tasks will have the biggest impact on helping you achieve one of your key goals? And hopefully that's not just about you. Secondly, adjusting our timing of the important. I had mentioned timing as it related to our level of energy, but there's also the need to determine the level of urgency. We have stated that industry is about value. Value can rarely be rushed, especially as we try to maximize quality in our outcomes and minimize waste. You no doubt are familiar with President Eisenhower's matrix, but I think it warrants just a quick review. Having identified those things that are worthy of your time, how do we stack rank those in an order of how to address the most important of the most valuable? Here's how Eisenhower broke out the four quadrants of his matrix. So he had the upper top left as urgent and important, in other words, do it immediately. The second quadrant is at the top right, important but not urgent. So you schedule those later. Quadrant three is the bottom left. Urgent, but not important. So you delegate those to someone else. And then quadrant four is the bottom right. Neither urgent nor important. You eliminate those. In addition to identifying the right quadrant, the real key is to understand the difference between what is urgent and what is important. Mayo Ocean, in his article for ladders.com, explains that Urgent tasks are typically time-sensitive and require our immediate attention. They force you to be reactive, anxious, and stressed. Important tasks put you in a proactive and strategic mode. They contribute to your long-term goals and give you more time to make better decisions to avoid stupid decisions. And we all want to avoid stupid. I want us to key in on his main point and the clarity that this matrix uh, can bring, which is that the more time you spend on activities that are important, but not but not urgent, the more proactive and productive you will be. So we wanna ask the fundamental questions, adjust our timing of the important. Next, what about those bigger decisions? Most of our time may be spent on those things whose importance is self-evident, but what about the bigger decisions that are a little murky, those that take a little bit more time and effort to discern? I think the answer to that, or at least a helpful guide to addressing it, is something I've touched on before. You can find that link in this blog post at wisdominallthings.com. Just search industry and pull up Benjamin Franklin's uh, This Virtue, and you'll be able to get the link. It is the idea, though, of becoming instinctive in our decision-making. We can develop a heuristic that can help us more accurately and consistently make good decisions, even when the decisions are larger than the day-to-day or beyond an obvious yes or no. What may be preventing you from making a decision in order to optimize industry are what the authors of the HBR article, Deciding How to Decide, call two fundamental questions. Fundamental in that they are a crucial foundation to being able to process the finer details of the decision that you need to make. The first is whether or not you know what it is or what will it take to succeed. Before we're able to say yes or no, we need to know if we have or will be able to acquire what is necessary to accomplish what we are committing to. The second question is whether or not you can see all the way through to the finish line when you don't quite have the clarity you need to see both good and and bad outcomes. So what will it take to succeed That's our next point. The authors of Deciding How to Decide talk about having a a causal modal, which is a, a strong understanding of what critical success factors and economic conditions in what combination will lead you to a successful outcome. I'm going to repeat that. It's having a strong understanding of what critical success factors and economic conditions and then in what combination will lead you to a successful outcome. That's what it takes or their suggestion in being successful with the decision making to get there. They recommend a simple test of strength by asking and then being able to confidently answer a set of if then questions about the decision you need to make. You essentially are testing the different assumptions that you have or the expectations you'll have to meet by first asking and then answering what if. The authors provide these three questions to ask yourself when working through the causal modal, in other words, to make those bigger decisions. First, do you understand what combination of critical success factors will determine whether your decision leads to a successful outcome? Good question. Here's another one. Do you know what metrics need to be met to ensure success? And then lastly, do you have a precise understanding of almost a recipe for, how to achieve success. So answering what combination of critical success factors there are, what metrics you're going to need to ensure success, and then what's the the, the recipe or the precise understanding of how to go about doing that or getting there. To answer the second question of seeing our way through to the finish line, it helps to begin with a list of possible outcomes. It can be an extension of the previous question, really, which was about, the combination of critical success factors. Each action you take or don't take leads to a specific outcome. This way, you can begin to see a range of outcomes that will eventually help determine which direction you should go with the decision you need to make that fits within the parameters of industry and what you've identified as being most valuable. However, sometimes, the authors say, under conditions of uncertainty, it's common for executives and us normal human beings Not to be able to specify the range of possible outcomes or the probability of occurring with any real precision, even in instances where we understand critical success factors and the model for success. So in that situation, the authors say, well, ask these two questions now. So if there is the lack of clarity, we can narrow down the range of possibilities or at least realize the importance of those specific outcomes. So ask these two questions Can you define the range of outcomes that could result from your decision, both in the aggregate and for each critical success factor? So it's digging into it a little bit more. And then, can you gauge the probability of each outcome? So in those situations where it's even more uncertain, it's going to require us to dig a little bit further. It's the aggregate, critical success factors, as well as the individual critical success factors, but can we gauge the probability of each of those outcomes in a little bit more detail to help us clarify uh, being able to make the decision around that particular need? Franklin was meticulous as he was inventive. Maybe the two are related. Could it be that his mastery of industry led to his accomplishing not only so much, but to the degree it ultimately impacted our country and the world? Being vigilant with our value management is an essential part of our being industrious. Free ourselves from the unnecessary, and most everything that we do will be what is most needed. You can get the whole special Wisdom in All Things series on Benjamin Franklin's 13 Virtues at wisdominallthings.com. Thanks for listening and telling others about the podcast.